everybody. Welcome to this uh, special edition of the Trek Geeks podcast. I'm Bill Smith. And I am Dan Davidson. And uh, it's really kind of a bummer that we have to be doing this special edition of the Trek Geeks podcast. It is. We are uh, preempting the episode that would have dropped today, episode number 192, on the Corbomite Maneuver from the original series to pause and reflect on the passing of Aaron Eisenberg from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, over the weekend, we had heard that he was taken to a hospital in critical condition, and we woke the next morning to news that he had passed, unfortunately, Dan. Yeah, it was it was quite a shock. I had gotten a message. I don't know if it was from you or not Saturday night that this was going on, so I was scouring Twitter to see if there was any updates or information before I went to bed, and, and there was none. And Sunday morning, I was actually still sleeping when I heard my phone go off with your tone. So I knew that you had sent me something. And not 10 seconds after that tone went off, Sue had come into the bedroom and, say, and said that he had passed and, and it was starting to, to blow up all over Twitter. So, yeah, not a, not a great weekend. Um, but as we've seen far too often these days, um, there's a lot of, of, of people that are involved in Star Trek that have been uh, passing. But this one, this one really is is something that's really a punch to the gut. You know, I think it's because Aaron was only 50 years old. I mean, we can say that because um, we're 50 this year. Yeah. And this is essentially the first time somebody in Star Trek who was our age Mm -hmm. has passed away. And I think that hits a little closer to home for a lot of people. Some of them grew up watching Knock, you know. Um, uh, I think, plus, I mean, you look at the fact that Aaron was just such an incredibly positive guy. You know, we would see him at conventions all the time. The guy never had a frown. No. Um, despite, you know, a lifetime of various health issues and challenges, you know, on the in the medical front, Aaron Eisenberg always had a smile on his face. Right. We. Uh, it's funny. I, I don't want this to sound selfish, but as I've been reflecting over the past few days with his passing, I'm just kicking myself because I always saw that positivity. I always saw him engaging with fans, but I always felt because he was always busy with fans or doing other things in between panels or something, I always felt kind of hesitant to go up and introduce myself and shake his hand and thank him and get an autograph for my DS9 poster that you got me a few years ago. And this type of thing makes you realize don't wait, people, for doing things that you want to do because this kind of thing can happen quickly and unexpectedly. And it's it's such a shame to lose someone who had such a positive outlook, like you said, with so many issues of, of, of his health problems during the years. But he always had a smile on his face. He always talked about them openly. And it's just, it's just really amazing to think, like you said, he's our age and, and he's gone. You know, it, it's, it's kind of amazing because, you know, we go to these conventions all the time. We see these actors from Star Trek. You know, and it's it, it's always a little bit like a like a homecoming on in some sense. Yeah. Some of them are clear uh, clearly there just to to sign their autograph, and that's fine. I, I don't begrudge on that. But Aaron Eisenberg truly loved this fandom. Mm-hmm. You know, he did things specifically for the fans. I mean, you know, a guy who's just looking to show up at a con and sign some autographs doesn't get into full makeup and costume as yeah. his character and perform a skit every year, mm-hmm. I and mean, that just doesn't happen. Oh. You know, or else you'd see everybody doing it. But, you know, it, it, his his first notion was to entertain the people who were coming out to see all of these Star Trek alums. And I think that's one of the things I take away is that, you know, Aaron Eisenberg could have just sat behind a table all weekend. Sure. He chose to not do that. 
because he loved Star Trek and specifically Star Trek fans. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, our first convention together back in 2014 when we went to Boston, he and Max were in full makeup doing a little skit out there. Yeah. Um, He did that a lot. And I'll tell you, the thing that really got to me over the past couple of days looking at all of the amazing um, condolences that have been sent out on Twitter and on Facebook, um, Kai from the Deep Space Nine documentary sent out a video of Aaron and Max in full Ferengi makeup backstage at a convention in Germany. And as... As Aaron was walking by, whoever was taking the video, I don't know if it was Kai himself who took it. It may have been. He said, hey, t- video us as we walk by because this is what it's all about. And he took Max's hand and they were walking down the hall and you saw the father and son of Ram and Nog walking down the hall. And it was that's the one I think that has gotten me so, so much uh, over the past couple of days. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I pause and I think back at, at some of the... The videos that people have posted. Garrett Wong posted a great video of of Aaron at a convention doing the <laughs> nog dance yes. from "You're Cordially Invited." I mean, Sid is sitting next to him on that dais, right? And all of a sudden, it just becomes Aaron's show, and the crowd <laughs> just loves it. But I think back to the time where Aaron was at Northeast TrekCon, <laughs> and the same deal was room as us, right? And we could see his table from where we were, and and he and Garrett, Garrett Wong from Voyager were appearing at the con. In fact, Garrett was hosting most of the con that weekend. And Garrett was off doing stuff. So as soon as as Aaron arrived in the dealer's room, the first thing he did was he took Garrett's name card <laughs> and placed it on the card table that we had set up next to our table <laughs> that had uh, a candy dish and a raffle prize. <laughs> right. I mean, it literally was... A little tiny table. Yeah, a little <laughs> tiny table. And then, <laughs> then he had Garrett's table removed from the vendor's hall. <laughs> So that when Garrett came in, he's like, uh, where am I supposed to go? Well, you're over near the truck geeks. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And Aaron was howling the yeah, whole time. he was. The practical jokes that they would play. See, that's what's great. You know, that would show that shows that it's a real Trek family. Now, you can say, yeah, well, Aaron was on Deep Space Nine, but he was on Voyager for an episode. But yep. that doesn't matter. If you're part of the Star Trek cast over the years, you have got a very special connection and our family with all of the other cast members and it certainly showed with with things like that that was hilarious because we were like hey aaron what's up he's like oh i want to put this card here and boom there it goes I'm like okay yeah, he comes over he's like hey guys i'm like hey aaron because we'd never really met him right. before he's like hey i want to play a, a prank on garrett can i use this table he goes i'm, I'm not going to move it he goes i just want to put his name card here I said, absolutely it was great yeah, but stuff. that's that's probably be, that'll probably be one of the stories I remember the most, mm-hmm. simply because it was just a great laugh. And Garrett, you know, was obviously like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> and then thought it was hilarious. Yes, he did. Um, but I think that embodies for me what I'll always remember about Aaron was that inside uh, this guy who portrayed this character for get this forty seven episodes. Yes. Yeah. Right. The magic number forty seven. It's amazing. Um, it was this fun loving upbeat, positive, smiling man that existed in this world and just wanted to bring joy to other people. Mm-hmm. We've known plenty of people associated with Star Trek, and some of them are, are really nice people. Some of them have been not-so-nice people, uh, but Aaron truly is, was the cream of the crop, and it's weird to refer to him in the past tense. It is. I, it's funny. Sometimes I try not to talk of them in the past tense, but I understand the, the, the rationale behind it. One of the things I was reading right before we started recording was somebody posted something on Twitter and it was a, a picture of him doing the Nog dance. 
And that was the only ad lib that Aaron did in his entire run on Deep Space Nine <laughs> that was not cut. They said, do dance crazy, do something crazy. And he went into that crazy dance. And it has become it's become a staple of his character. And as a matter of fact, at the end of that episode, after Jadzia has her little tantrum with uh, um, uh, um, Martok's wife, yeah. she's like, everybody dance. And they all start doing the Nog dance. Um, so I think it's great that, that he just came up with that right off the top of his head, and it's become such a staple of his character. It's, um, it's a perfect example of, of, of who Aaron is, both as Nog and as Aaron. Um, it, after the news broke... Uh, Sunday morning by the time we got up Eastern time I actually put on uh, two episodes I put on the Siege of AR-558 mm-hmm. the episode where Nog loses his leg and then I watched the one that everybody watched later that night Right. Um, it's only a paper moon where Nog deals with the after effects mm-hmm. of having lost that leg and the, the trauma and the recovery from that and it was amazing to me I mean I've always thought that, that Aaron did a, an amazing job in those episodes but watching them in hindsight I gained a new appreciation for exactly the, the human quality he brought to Nog the Ferengi are, are are lampooned you know they're they're ridiculed you know as an alien species just because they're they're, they're capitalists on overdrive mm-hmm. they're not really a threat but Aaron brought a real depth and feeling the people before had only really ascribed a quark and I think he took it to the next level. Well, think about that scene where he wants to join Starfleet Academy and, yeah. and Cisco grabs him by the shoulders and, and yells at him, why do you want to do this? And he's, he starts screaming at Cisco that he doesn't want to be like his father because Rom has been a, a good Ferengi always trying to chase profit and it hasn't done anything for him in his life. It's, he, he's not good at it. He's an engineer and that's what he's good at. And he wants to make a difference and he wants to do something with his life. And that scene really brings home the humanity of Nog as well. In regards to those episodes that you were just talking about, I really, the last time I watched him was after we went and saw the DS9 documentary. And mm-hmm. the reason that I watched him, I haven't, I haven't watched him over this past weekend, but the reason I rewatched him is because Aaron talked about in the documentary how so many veterans who have had um, issues with losing limbs or, or had some severe um, injuries um, over in, overseas in the Mideast or wherever really have been able to connect to Nog as a character based on what he goes through in those two episodes. Yeah. Um, and he always held that very dear to his heart because he knew that he was helping people. And I think that's another aspect of not only Nog, but of Star Trek is, is we're both a testament to it as well, is, is Star Trek helps in ways that the people who write it, the people who star in it, or the people who watch it may never even realize. Especially while they're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not until... I mean, as a television actor, you never really know how something's going to land with an audience. On stage, you have immediate feedback. Right. With TV, it's always delayed. Or movies, it's always delayed. And for him to have had that experience and that type of feedback, it's it's pretty remarkable. And, and it's got a... It had to touch him like nothing else, mm-hmm. you know, because these are people who put everything on the line for their nation, you know, their country, and, and wound up coming back um, not the people they were. And I, I'm sure that some of that informed Aaron's journey as Nog, but I'm sure that that what he was able to perform on the screen will continue to mean the world to those disabled veterans uh Permanently, if I remember correctly, and I, I may be thinking of a different actor and character, didn't he actually speak with a lot of veterans 
before filming it's only a paper moon to that get that I don't know. I'll have to I, I could be I could be mixing that up with someone else and I apologize if that's the case but um it, it really is a, a punch in the stomach not only of what's happened but as we're reflecting that one scene at the end of it's a paper moon when he walks into the bar and and uh Lita's there and Rom and and they ask if he's okay and he goes no but I will be and then they just embrace and it's just it's just he does such a great job that that episode has such a full range of emotions in it that we see from from Nog and Aaron does a great job portraying that. I always give so much credit to these actors like Doug and Aaron and Armin and Renee that can do all of this with so much prosthetics covering their face yeah. with these weird teeth. And I got to say, Ferengi teeth are like a thousand times worse <laughs> than Klingon teeth, um, but they're able to do it. And Aaron does such a phenomenal job in that particular episode. Uh, we've had guests on the show before and I said, you know, you know, you you were you were a guest star in this episode, and 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 would it have been great to be a cast member? And aside from the from the financial gain of doing something like that, I always thought I I never even really put in my head that that Aaron was just a guest star in those forty seven episodes because he feels like he was a regular cast member the whole time. Right. Well, you know, it's uh, it's I think Deep Space Nine that winds up being true for a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the Garricks of the world. Um, Ducat, you know, Nog. Yeah. They were, they were woven in and out of the fabric of the show the entire run. And so you get used to seeing them and you assume that they're there more than they are. But I think that's because the performances they leave behind are even bigger than the actors themselves. Right. I think that they say something to the viewer, um, and they, they convey something that the viewer can relate to. And it, it, it lasts with us. I mean, there have been plenty of one-off guest stars that we've forgotten over time mm-hmm. in Star Trek. You know, because like, oh, that person was in that? Yeah. Uh, here's a great case. An example is Siege of AR-558. The guy who plays Tuco in yes. Breaking Bad, yep. uh, Raymond Cruz, is in that episode. Totally forgot. Yeah. Until I rewatched it, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. But, you know, we think of Aaron as a series regular because yeah. Nog is, is fundamental to the story. And I, I think that... Um, I, I don't think I could ever watch that episode really the same way again. Speaking of that, I never realized until the documentary that Will Robinson from Lost in Space was that guy. Really? I never knew that. I oh, never wow. knew that. I, I was never a Lost in Space guy. Um, yeah. So it, it just never dawned on me. But yeah, a, a few different people in that episode that great performances. I'll tell you what, when people say, if you're going to watch, what, when people have already asked on Facebook, what is the best Nog episode for people to watch? It's I, My answer was, any of the episodes with Nog are the ones to watch. But if I had to choose between AR-558 and, and Paper Moon, I'd choose AR-558 because that's where you see what happens to get him to Paper Moon. Yeah, I, I watch both of them because they tell a complete story. Yeah. Um, I, you know, or, or at least a, a, a complete part of the arc of the story. You know, he, he goes into battle, something that, you know, he's he's not sure about, something that he's, he's trying to boldly go and do. And winds up losing a leg. And then he has to deal with the aftermath of that. I think it tells a very human story because, um, and this is one of the things Deep Space Nine did really well, it didn't just develop amnesia from week to week. Right. Um, it, there were things that happened that mattered in the scope of the growth of those characters. And when they brought it home two episodes later, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. It takes it on a completely different level. So um, I, I will always have to watch those episodes back to back. Yeah. 
I even do. though they're separated in the in the episode order by one episode, mm-hmm. um, I think it I think it's essential because I think it it shows a much more well rounded picture of who Nog is and and what has been taken away from him at that point, at least mentally. Right. We've seen a lot of of tributes over the past few days. Um, one of the things that I think is just great and and it makes me want to get back into it is Star Trek Online. Mm. I just read something a few minutes ago. They have a uh, a memorial. Um, stand, so to speak, or, or display in the game, and they showed a picture of of it today. And Aaron's name is already on it. They were not able to get it into this week's patch, but it will be in next week's. That's fantastic. They've already said that uh, the next Defiant class starship that's released into the game will be the USS Nog or something <laughs> there like that. Nice. And s- Monday night I was online and looking on Twitter and somebody posted a screenshot of the game of just a ton of players at Quark's bar all holding torches up in a in a uh, salute to Nog. Very cool. It's just amazing that the the Trek community does stuff like that. Um we've seen things in real life. We've seen the um uh, the GoFundMe for the for the funeral cost for Aaron's family, which shows the true love that Deep Space Nine fans have for people on the show. We saw it with the documentary, with the unbelievable amount of money they raised in a short time, and the same thing happened with the with this um, GoFundMe to uh, help offset those funeral costs for his family. Well, on a note about the GoFundMe, some people had expressed concern because it wasn't obviously from somebody um, that was part of the family. Mm-hmm. It is from. Uh, Megan Elise, who is the significant other of Garrett Wong from Star Trek Voyager. Right. Garrett has tweeted out about it. It's for real. It's legit. We've donated to it yep. um, because we know that um, Aaron and, and Melissa weren't really um, flush with cash. They hadn't even announced that they'd eloped last year because they were trying to save up enough money to have a nice shindig. Right. So uh, I'm sure that this is something that is is caught off guard for a whole bunch of people. And uh, if you do see the GoFundMe out there and you feel compelled to to donate, um, please know that it's it's going to the place it's supposed to. And if you're not able to donate, if you'd share the campaign, um, that is just mm-hmm. as impactful. Exactly. So. I, uh, uh, you know, as as we sit here and talk about it, it it's it's very sad uh, to lose someone. And the thing is, is is we've lost other Star Trek people before, but for some reason, with Deep Space Nine, as as it's our, it's my favorite, it's your favorite, it's. It's this is a tough one to chew, man. It really is. I, I think it's even a little tougher than uh, it's 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 a little tougher for me than Leonard Nimoy was. Really, we didn't unex- it wasn't unexpected with Leonard. Yeah, um, Anton Yelchin was a gut punch yep. in a, in, a, in almost the, the same way. Somebody so young, uh, somebody who you know was full of positivity and promise, and I think this one is just because Nog is uh, Nog seems like uh, a friend, you know. Yeah. Aaron seemed like a friend to everybody he met. And I think that's really what, what drives this one home. As somebody who was so infinitely positive now ha- is, is no longer with us. Yeah. Um, there have been some people claiming um, to know the, the cause of, of Aaron's death at this point. Nothing official has been released, and we're not about to speculate oh, on that. That's so aggravating, too, man. You know, let the family release what they want to release when they want to release it. There's yeah. no need for speculation. Nobody gives a damn about your opinion. Let the family deal with what they got to deal with right now. When they're ready to release what happened, if they want to, they will. And if they don't, fine. We don't need to know the cause. Yeah. It's bad enough dealing with having to know that he's gone. Uh, for me, who cares what the cause is? It's still a huge loss. Is knowing the cause going to make it any better? No, it's, it's no, really not. it really isn't. So, um, 
you know, there are until it's announced, you know, by Aaron's family. Um, I would say take any of that information with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. um, and probably even less than that because nobody honestly knows. So um, I don't believe there have been any announcements as to uh, funeral arrangements, um, but I imagine that they'll be private for the family and some mm-hmm. friends. Uh, totally understandable. Right. But if uh, if there is any anything announced, and that will certainly um, publicize it on our our social media one way or the other. I, I guess what I'll what I'll finish my part of the conversation in saying is is I I reflect back to the inner light and the phrase that I have used for so many years mm-hmm. seems very important today with a sudden death like this and that is to seize the day and make now most precious because now will never come again so hug your loved ones be with them appreciate what everybody in your life does for you people because. It's, it's something like this unexpected can happen to anybody. So never, never take for granted what we've got. Well, and our friend Dan Devey from Gaze in Space had a tweet that that I retweeted not long ago. That uh, that's interesting. You know, I'm paraphrasing here. Aaron was probably one of the most positive people on the planet, and he was always smiling. So if nothing else, smile for Aaron. Smile for Aaron. So as I said with Leonard, uh, I'll say this for Aaron. He was ours for a time, but now he belongs to the ages. So um, that's it for us this week. Next week, we'll be back with episode number 192. Uh, And until then, um, live long and prosper.